Hey, thanks, guys. Um, I know about 15 minutes more about Rob than what anybody else in the room does. Okay, I got the privilege of uh, listening to Rob um, at the Australian Prophetic Summit back in January, and um, he had 15 minutes. That's all he had, but it, it just hit my heart. It hit my heart and it hit it hard, and thought, "Wow, this is a story." that our men need to hear. <laughs> and um, so we invited Rob to come along. Rob is, um, for me, he's a, an amazing example of what, when you commit yourself to praying, things happen. And his story, you're going to love it. Trust me. So would you welcome him? <laughs> Uh, Dan, uh, Ben and Russ, thank you so much for the invitation. When I first got invited, it was an absolute honour and a privilege. I love coming to talk to men's uh, ministries. I believe when the men are in the church and moving forward, the church is healthy and will continue to grow. My last men's ministry that I went to was in Kentucky in, the, in, the, in America at minus 14 degrees with about 5,000 guys and it was wild. Uh, so I'm much preferring this one already in a bit of aircon. Um, before I start, I want to welcome and just honour my friend, uh, best mate and pastor for the last 15 plus years is Eric Whitley. Um, I'm not sure if you knew that I actually come from River Life Baptist Church, uh, the old former KBC. Uh, and, and Eric was instrumental in taking a very conservative Baptist church into what it is now. Uh, and he set up the, the prayer ministry teams, he, the, red, uh, the um, intercessory teams, the prophetic teams, and gave me a lot of room, space and, and, and helpful boundaries, not barriers, but boundaries to be able to move, operate, learn and, and really start to have a lot of um, healthy input in how to experiment with my gift and work a little bit more. So I just wanted to honour him and, and encourage you for that. He just released a book last month. Um, and if you are interested in learning how to do that, how to set up a team, what kind of things you should be looking for, he's just released a book on how to do all that. So he's an incredible resource. Myself, I am an engineer by day, so nine to five, I do structural engineering. Uh, I used to be a boiler maker by trade, so I built lots of things and then went back to school, did night courses and finally came out as an engineer, long haul. Um, I got married to a beautiful uh, wife called Sarah for 12 years. Uh, got two kids, uh, Tiffany Grace and Gideon Judah. They're, uh, they're amazing kids. And um, like I said, I go to River Life. My wife and I, we lead the prophetic ministry for one more day. I'm holding on to it. So we're actually doing that. We're going to hand over um, tomorrow to Eric and our friend Jojo. We're moving up the Sunshine Coast. So I'm in this really transitional period at the moment, which is really kind of interesting with packing boxes and all the rest of it. But um, I do multiple ministries. So I'm on the Queensland Prophetic Council, the Australian Prophetic Council. Um, I, I do um, lots of different prophetic ministries and get invited to lots of different places. But um, one of the dear things that really started... Um, and, and struck my heart was uh, um, I heard um, Dan McCullum talking to Sean Bowles one time about a, a ministry called Prophetic Finders. And uh, I want to tell you about that today. And I used to tell people that Prophetic Finders was originally designed to help find lost, stolen and trafficked kids and bring them home nice and safe. But our, our kind of scope or what we actually do is really moved far from that. So we just say we're a yes ministry now. 
So what God asks us to do, we say yes, and then He does it. So from now on, it started off as lost and stolen trafficked kids. And in just to give you some perspective, this was over in Vacaville, California. So in two days, America can traffic more children than Australia does in one year. That's a big and lot amount of kids. This is their sons, their daughters. They're going to high school or, or kindy or down to their friends or down to the shops and they're not coming back. So this was a real problem. And so what they did is they decided to get their local team, about 10 people, just to start to pray. And as they started to pray, they believed God can bring these kids home and find them. And they did. They, uh, they started to find these kids and bring them home, talking to the uh, police uh, and law enforcement agencies. And then all of a sudden, th that started to really hit home. Testimonies started to flow out of it. And then just like more people from the community would come up and go, hey, can you help me find some keys? Sure, we can do that. And then it was, hey, can you help me find uh, the car that was stolen? Yeah, sure, we can do that. I've lost a pet. Can you help me with that? Yeah, sure, we can do that. And we're all coming back to Jesus, all coming back to prayer, nothing special, just asking God, how can we help? Just putting our yes in his hand and seeing him come through again and again. From there, it started to get really, build a lot of momentum, especially with the police, because they're going, well, how are all these people being saved and rescued and how do you know all these things? So we started working a lot more with the police. So they started to give us more information about, hey, can you help us with a robbery? Hey, can you help us with a homicide? That progressed from local police up to the FBI, the CIA, uh, and we started moving and operating uh, at those more higher levels about really cool international uh, spy stuff and amazing things that they would tell us about different countries and we would tell them information and um, it started to then move into border patrol and then we started to work with multiple countries with multiple agencies all around the world. So it really started with just a small prayer team in a church just saying yes to God. And now we have a ministry that we can't really well define because we just say yes to God and he just does it. At the moment, um, the, the story that Russ would have heard um, was we helped um, a family escape Afghanistan. Um, this was right when uh, the Taliban took over Afghanistan, shut it all down. And then these guys were actually helping uh, orphans get out of Afghanistan by writing doctor's notes. So then they went around to their medical practice, killed them all and hung them all from the... Um, their practice. And then they started to hunt those people that, um, that were actually writing the script to get them out. And as, as God gave us, he let us what to take, what roads to take, what checkpoints to go to, who to speak to. And we got three generations of family out um, just by pure words of knowledge and just talking to God in answer to prayer. So what we're doing now, I was trying to tell a couple of the other guys, we're helping in uh, just in Poland and Ukraine. Uh, there's a lot of people coming out of the war-torn country at the moment um, and they're actually um, taking them as they come on out because they haven't got any resources or family or anything and they're starting to... Um, uh, take these people and sell them as organs. So they're starting to kill people and take all their organs and sell them on the black market. So we actually have this inside um, scoop where we're talking and working with uh, the army, the police and some of the government agencies over there to help bring that and break up that trafficking ring of black market organs. So that's the type of things that we do. But any given time it might be, can you help us with keys that we've lost. We do that daily. Can you help us with cars that we've lost, a child that's lost? But then it all, all the way moves up to those bigger 
uh, and amazing worldwide things that people go, wow, that's really cool. But let me tell you where I started and that's gonna help you um, because I always remember where I started so I never ever sort of lose track of, of where God's taking us and what he's done. And it keeps me humble. I, I heard Dan McCullum and Sean Bowles talking about how they started this prayer ministry team. And as I was working away at the computer, I just felt Holy Spirit on the inside of me, almost kicking out of my chest. And often I hear pretty clearly from Holy Spirit, but I've never really felt him do this to me. And he's like, you need to be a part of this. You need to be a part of this. And as, as I started to look and sound and, and listen a little bit more intently about what they were talking about, um, I just reached out to them on Facebook and just said, hey, would you mind me being a part of it? And they said, well, before you get started, because this was early in the days when we we're just looking for lost, stolen and trafficked individuals. And they said, well, even if you do find somebody, we probably can't tell you that we found them because they'll be underage and there's legally, we're not allowed to tell people underage uh, minor information. I said, okay, look, I just want to help. And they said, okay, well, even if we do find them, that even if they find the perpetrator and the child, then normally there's a court proceeding and we can't tell you anything about that anyway, because there's law and uh, we can't just disclose that kind of information. That's fine. Can I just help? So they said, sure you can. And they sent through just a profile. You don't get much on a profile, a lost profile. Um, and it was just pretty much a name, a face, a last location and an age. Uh, I, was, I was in the western suburbs of Brisbane. So I live in Belbaring. And there was a, a girl, she was 16. Her name was Faith. And she was in a place that I couldn't even pronounce somewhere in the States that she was lost. So I said to the Lord, how do I find, how do I pray? How does this work? What do I do? And he says, I want you to pray as if this was your, son, as if this was your daughter or if this was your wife that was stolen. So I lost it. I was on the ground for about 30 minutes, snot and tears and intercession and my heart was broken and I was just crying out to the Lord because his love just touched my heart. And I felt the pain of a father would for that girl. And knowing that I've been able to practice um, learning the prophetic, that while I was down there, five random words just went through my mind, totally random. They were just names. You could have simply dismissed them as a thought, but they just, they meant nothing to me. But I've done it enough times to know that when I'm asking God for help, He answers. God's always answered my prayers, every single one of them. Not always the way I wanted to, but He hears me. And he always answers my prayers. And so while I was praying, I heard five random names, five random words. And I wrote them down when I finally brought myself together. And I said, okay, Lord, now what do I do with this? And he says, well, what would a detective do? I said, they'd find with the last place and work backwards. That seems logical. So I jumped on Google. I Googled where this person was last seen. And nothing made sense to me. I looked around and I scrolled with the mouse and I looked at names and places and just nothing made sense. So I said, Lord, I need your help. And then all of a sudden the highway, Highway 67 started to come off the page right in my face. Like, you know, one of those optical illusions if you brought it to your face. And that's what I did. And he said, follow that highway. So I followed the highway. I started to go north. I just scrolled the page a couple of times. Uh, and then all of a sudden I saw like this big body of water, kind of like our Lake Manchester. And, and one of the, the name of the, the lake was actually one of the names I'd written down. I said, okay, well, is this something, Claudia? And he said, follow that lake and 
so I followed the lake. It trickled down into sort of like a little funnel and then opened up into another lake, which wasn't as big as the first one. But the name of that lake was one of the other names that I'd actually written down. And I said, okay, we're on to something here. Lord, what do you want me to do with that? And he said, follow that lake until it joins the highway you were just following. And as I went down, it joined and under, uh, went underneath the highway. And the name of the street that paralleled the highway was one of the other names I'd written down. So I went back and I told the guys at the prophetic finders, this is the information I get. They sent it through and they found the girl. They went there, they knew there was an actual boyfriend or a known associate and went and found the girl and brought her home. That was my introduction to prophetic finders. God, how do you use a guy who's sitting there at his computer listening to a, 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 um, a sermon and you help me find girls and people and lost traffic people all over the world? And he does it with everyday people, every day. Another one of the really amazing searches that really changed my heart was we were, we were, I was just a, I was at work again because most of these things come from the States because that's where it primarily is. Um, that's where our home base is. And, and one of the people from the LAPD called up um, and they said, we have just found, we are, acti- on an, we are on a site and we have an active shooter. And one person's dead and the other one just got taken. And... Uh, they're at a, a, a ghetto, so they're at a, um, a large, um, large sort of city block with a lot of high-rise buildings, and they didn't know who or where or what to start. So these things were 30, meet, 30 floors high, hundreds of different, and, and no idea where to start or what to do. So we said, okay, give us five minutes and we'll call you back. So we got the team together uh, over the over the internet and because um, we got them in, in all different countries, different teams ready for at, at any given notice. And uh, th- so we came back and we gave them the tower, the floor and the room. They said, great. And then that night we found out that uh, they went in and they arrested all the gang members who actually ran that city block. We didn't know that. They rescued about 15 girls that came out of that room. What these men were doing, or the gang that ran this ghetto, were taking these school kids before they got on the bus and they were pimping them out during the day and then letting them back out when the school bus came. And they were telling their parents that they weren't allowed to tell anyone or else they would kill them and because they knew exactly where they lived. Just from simple prayer, asking God to help, He gave words of knowledge on where to find these people, which helped the law enforcement agencies help save and rescue all these people. I've got lots and lots and lots of stories about how this works and how it operates and what he does on a daily basis. But I wanted to share those sort of few key testimonies about where we started and about how it works because I don't want it to feel like someone is like, well, that's what they do, but that can't be for me. Your yes in God's hand can do anything, as it says on the screen. But it's simple. It's just being obedient to God, asking him for, you have my yes, and what do you want to do with it? Just being faithful and obedient. So I've got some hot tips for you. Um, that I want to share. And we'll see how we go from there. We'll do some ministry at the end. 
And I might even take some questions if we do have that sort of time. All right. Hints and tips. Things that help me work through what God's doing in my life. One of the greatest things I ever heard that really encourages and inspires me is you are currently moving at the speed of your obedience. You are currently moving at the speed of your obedience. What framed that for me was the difference or how they measure obedience is the time between when God speaks and you act. Sometimes it takes me three aisles to pray for somebody to get that courage up and and do it. But where other times he might say, hey, I want you to go over and pray for Dan or Russ. And that would take me 10 seconds. I'd be like, no worries, God, I can go and do that. So the time between him telling me to do it and me actually actioning that is my speed of obedience. Other times they're big things and they're gonna take you a little bit longer. But that's just your faith that gets getting stretched and growing. So let me encourage you, if you wanna grow further and see more miracles in your life, be quicker to obey. Strong food is for the mature who by reason of use have exercised their gifts to be able to discern both good and evil. I love this verse because it talks about how do we become mature? And it tells us to become mature, we need to exercise our gifts. We need to be able to distinguish the difference between good and evil. And that's really helpful, especially when we're praying for someone or trying to understand what God is saying in a particular situation. So as we exercise, and that's why I think people like Deb Peacock and the other ministries here are just amazing. Because if you go and start to practice the prophetic, what that word actually is when training, if you train, um, strong strong food is for the mature, who by reason of use have exercised their giftings to be able to discern both good and evil. That word exercising is actually the Greek word gymnazo. That's where we get our word gymnasium from. That's how we start to use repetition, repetition and exercising our gift to be able to discern and learn. So that's why I'm so thankful for people like Eric, my pastor, who's been able to give me that place of exercising to discern, to develop my maturity, to be able to get to a spot and a stage where I can hear the Lord speak and I can actually help someone from law enforcement. It's all through exercising that gift. A couple of other my hints and tips to take away is God hears my prayers and he answers them. I have never, ever, ever doubted that God doesn't hear my prayers. And if you pray in that understanding, then you will pray differently. Next time someone comes up with cancer and you need to pray that you know that God has your ear, that he inclines his ear towards his son and he will listen to you and he will answer. You will pray differently. Next time you have a financial problem and you're not sure how to fix it, God's gonna hear your prayers and he's gonna answer you. And you just need to know that there is no greater position than you are already. There is no CEO position, there's no Fortune 500 corporation, there's no amount of money, there's no amount of... Anything you could give me that is greater than what God has already given me. I'm a son of God. That is the very first and the primary place that I operate and work from. If you know that you are a son of God, 
then everything else takes that second place. And, and let me explain this to you. I, this was one of the key verses as I was talking to the Lord about, hey, what is the word that you wanna bring to hope? And he said, um, I want you to tell him that there's no greater position than being a son. And I said, what do you mean by that? And he says, the last season that you guys were learning how to, how to war is, is how he explained it to me. How to, how to show up. And I saw you in the spirit and I saw multiple men coming. And I saw that there was a little bit of confusion because you got to the battle line, you were, you were full of zeal, you were there, you showed up, you did the right thing. But you weren't sure if you were the guy with the sword or if you were the guy with the arrow or if you were on the horse or were you leading. There was this, almost like this, you didn't know what you brought to be able to give it out to the people that needed it. And what I felt the Lord say is, you'll miss the point if you think that way. He says, is a king different if he sits at the back of the army and tells them what to do? Is a king any different if he gets off his horse and starts to walk and go hand-to-hand combat with his sword? Does a king different if he gets off his horse and shoots an arrow? No, he remains a king that whole time. Same with you. You remain a son, whether you speak, whether you go and prophesy over a particular person at a grocery store. You are still a son of God if you intercede quietly under your breath at work because you can't have a safe place to be able to speak about Jesus in your workplace. You need to understand that your identity is so deeply rooted and founded in the son of God that nothing else can actually take you from that. And once you start to operate and move and understand that, then the weapons that you bring, you know the Holy Spirit will give you whatever you need at that particular time, but it won't change who you are. So don't be so concerned about, oh, you know, I want to go to the men's group or I want to serve at the church. I don't know what I bring. I don't know how to do it. Show up. Say yes. God will use you. He's not looking for the most qualified. God qualifies the called and he's calling each and every one of you. What else have I got for you? And he said, hmm. and he told me this thing. I heard it from, a, from a, a gentleman who I was listening to and it was really inspirational. He said it like one, one sentence and then continued on. So I'm not sure how he knew what he was saying, but God's continued to unpack it. And I saw the destiny of your church, particularly in the men's ministry, work and operate like this. And he said that Goliath was not David's giant. And that rattled me. I didn't understand that. I said, Goliath was David's giant. Didn't he fight him? No one else fought him. Goliath was actually Saul's giant. Goliath stood in front of that army and said, come on out and fight me. And, And day after day, they were too chicken and too scared to go out and fight him. It took David, a shepherd boy, to come on in who wasn't even in the army, who brought the lunch to his brothers to actually stand up and say, this isn't okay. And you know it was Saul's giant because when he said, I will go and fight him, he said, here, take my armour, responsibility. Here, take my sword, my authority. And he says, you go out and I'll give you half my kingdom and I'll give you all this money. 
it was Saul with his responsibility saying, I will give you what you need to go and do that. And that's how I saw the Lord using you guys. You guys are gonna be giant slayers, but you're gonna do it for people's, other people's battles and other people's giants. I felt when the Lord said, you're gonna go and you're gonna see people like in business and they're gonna have an issue and you're gonna walk past and you're just gonna have that word of understanding and just be able to speak truth and life to that, that business and see it come to pass. You're gonna be able to see the, the Goliath that someone might be facing, which is financial, and be able just to come on in and start to bless them. You're gonna to start to see people who, who, are, who are broken and crippled and physically maimed and you're gonna be able to just start to go, you know what, that is your Goliath, but my God is here and he answers and hears my prayers. And you're gonna watch it and see a miracle move. And in your yes, God can move in mighty ways. So I'm excited to see what God's gonna do in each and every one of your guys' lives. I've kept it short and I've kept it sweet so, but I really just wanted to articulate to you guys how, how simple it started to how big it can grow from a simple yes of 10 people. We have a worldwide ministry that helps governments, police, law enforcement agencies and people all over the world every day. Imagine what 10 people from this church could do with a yes. I'm excited because God's been talking to me so much about you guys. I woke up at four o'clock and I'm like, and the Lord's just like, you need to tell these guys what their destiny is. That they've been learning to fight for so long, but now it's the time to stand and watch him work. And as you say, yes, he's gonna move mountains. Cool. Well, I'm going to pray a little impartation for you because I know some of those testimonies are a little bit big. And sometimes you go, that's for that person, but that can't be for me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray to my Jesus who hears my prayers and answers every one of them. And I'm going to ask him for everything that he's given me to give it to you. So there's no more excuses. So however you want to receive. Now, this isn't a competition about how you shake or how you fall down or this isn't anything to do with how you receive. Just, just because you do something, it doesn't mean you get more of what God's got for you. God's got enough for each and every one of you the way he wants to give it to you. So if you want to close your eyes, close your eyes. If you want to stand up and walk, do that. Don't worry about what the other person is doing beside you. You receive what God wants to give to you in the way he wants to give it. So I'm just gonna pray for you and we'll see what's gonna happen after that. Heavenly Father, I love you. King of kings, Lord of lords, my father, my dad, the one who hears my prayers, the one who knows every hair on my head, the stars, you hold the whole earth like a footstool at your feet and the whole universe in the palm of your hand. Lord, you knew us and you created us in our mother's womb that to have a future and a hope. Lord, let us dream again with you. Let us find out what our yes in your hand, the miracle working God, the one who held back the wind and the waves and made him silent. The one who raised Lazarus from the dead. 
The one who just at the very hem of his robe stops bleeding for years. The one who just says, get up and walk, and they do. That's my God. And Lord, I just ask right now that every good gift, every bit of favour, every bit of grace, every, every, every confidence in you, I just ask you now to give to these men, these men of great faith, these world-changing men. And as they change this community, they'll change a state. And they'll change a state and they'll change a country. And Lord, you will see a country come to you in a day. Lord, I pray that you fill them with hope. I pray that you fill them full of courage. And I just ask now, Lord, that uh, you send your angels, your ministering angels, your winds and your flames of fire. And as they start to move through, I just pray whatever you have for them, you just give to them now in the name of Jesus. That whether they feel something or not, that Lord, tonight will be a change. The rest of their life can be pointed back to this one night that you were touched. That they knew that Lord, you hear their voice, that you hear their prayers and that you answer them. And Lord, I just ask now that you just seal it with your love and your grace. I pray that you seal it in the name and the blood of Jesus. open it up for a bit of time of ministry. So before we do, I love to test the Lord in all things that are good. Test or test and see that I am good. Taste and see that I am good. So I want you to pray for someone right beside you. And if it's your first night and you feel uncomfortable, you don't have to, let someone pray for you. And I just want you to ask these simple things. What can I pray for you? And then I want you to pray for that person with the authority and the declaration that Jesus was sitting right beside you. If God never leaves us or forsakes us, it's often it's just our awareness of where he is in the situation that changes. So before I pray, I like to ask, Lord, where are you? And nine times out of 10, he's actually forward to forward nose to nose to me. He's closer than the air I breathe. There's no need to yell. There's no need to get all worked up and excited because he can hear me. And if you can pray for that person from that position, I just wanna see who gets healed, who gets, see what God wants to do after that. So can we do that? Can you just find someone that's really close to you? Just ask them one simple question. How can I pray for you? All right, so if you're still praying, keep praying. But there's a couple of words of knowledge that I just wanted to share with you guys and just see, see how we go. Has anybody got pain in their lower back and, and it sits around here in their lower back? Anyone here tonight with that? One, two, 
Three, four, anyone else? Five, all right. I want you to just agree with me in prayer, men. Let's do this. Heavenly Father, we thank You that You are the God, You are our healer, You're Jehovah Jireh, You are our provider. And Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, I just speak to those backs and I command them to be healed now. 100% healed and whole. Pain, go in the name of Jesus. Spirits of infirmity, get out in the name of Jesus. Father God, I just ask You now to heal them from the very top of their head to the soles of our feet. Anything that is not aligned, Lord, I command it back into alignment now in the name of Jesus. Full and complete healing. I speak to the overstressed muscles and I command you to relax. And I ask you for the muscles that are not operating the way that they should and overcompensating or undercompensating to now be strengthened in the name of Jesus. And I ask the guys who just raise their hand to just give it a little test. Stand up, give it a wiggle, move around. If there's any relief between say 100 is your fully healed and zero was your original starting pain, if there is any increase at all, just give me a wave. One, two, thank you, Jesus. 100%? Not quite. Not quite, about 80? Why am I this 80% guy all the time? Every time I pray, he's like, this 80%, I'm like, come on, Jesus, you just like hearing my voice or something. <laughs> All right, let's pray again. So if you've been partially healed, I'm gonna pray for you first and then the people um, who didn't get any relief, I'm gonna pray for you as well. Jehovah Sneaky. Thank you, Lord, that you don't do things by halves, that you have more than enough, that you are the one with the storehouses of heaven that there is nothing that is too big that you cannot overcome. And so Lord, we speak to these backs and by the blood of Jesus, we just command you to be healed. The shed blood, the bruised body that was shed for us, Lord, we just now apply it to the back and we just ask and we command in Jesus' name, full healing. All right, give it another wiggle, guys. If it's any better, again, give us a wave. Couldn't bend before. Come on, thank you, Jesus. All right, and there was one more thing God asked me to do before we went, and it was for, um, I think Brett really hit it, and it was all about depression. And, and we as men often find it hard to talk and sometimes getting just that talk, that openness to talk to someone in regards to it is often just a helpful step. So I just thank you, Brett, for your honesty and your, and your courage to step up and speak about something that most men will hide in shame. But you stood up and, and, and that, was a, that was a manly thing to do. I, I appreciate that. But the Lord, I just felt the Lord come beside many of you and just blow like into your ear. And I saw light come into your ear and I saw your memories, your thoughts and your patterns of thoughts start to correct and I just believe the Lord is just touching. So I'm not going to, actually, let's take a step in Brett's brave direction. If you actually have ever struggled or do struggle with depression, any kind, severe, a minor, just sometimes, I want you to stand. I want you to stand. I'm gonna pray for you. And if you just feel awkward and don't wanna stand, I'm gonna pray for you as well. Father, I just thank you. 
Lord, I just ask that right now that you shed your light into every area of our minds. Because where the light is, the darkness cannot be. Lord, I just pray that you right now realign and realight brains and patterns and, and thought patterns in the name of Jesus. I pray that you put markers even in our brains for us to be able to know when we're starting to go off course to be able to bring us and realign us. I pray, Lord, that you start to bring your angels now to the ministers, even to our memories, our thoughts, even our past memories that trigger thoughts and feelings for today. Lord, I just speak to those triggers and I command them and I break them in the name of Jesus. I break them into dust. I, I just break off the things that used to trigger us into crankiness, over, over frustration, quick-tempered. Lord, I break these word curses in our lives in the name of Jesus. And I speak truth that we are loving, slow to anger, patient, kind, generous, thoughtful. Lord, I just remove alcoholism in the name of Jesus. I remove any other trigger that allows us the excuse to not think like you. And so Father, we ask that you give us the mind of Christ, that anything that is not thinking the way you want it to, that Lord, we just bring it into alignment. And Lord, I thank you for the days of joy, of celebration, of victory. Lord, I thank you that from today onwards, we're gonna have happy thoughts. confusion go peace and clarity come so thanks brave men and before we finish we got about five more minutes so if you guys need any prayer um, you're welcome to come on up the front we can pray for you real quick or if you want, you can hang about and just get the person beside you to pray. So thank you so much for having me. And if you guys want to learn a bit more about Prophetic Finders, what we do, or even be a part of it, you don't need to do a special course. You don't need to have a special ticket or, or, or something. You can just come and be a part of it. God made you perfect. And, and we want you to be a part of it. If you want to come and be a part of it, we're on, you can find us on Facebook. We use Facebook. It's probably the worst platform to use, but however, everybody in the world has Facebook. Because we work in so many different countries, over across so many different agencies, it's easy just to connect with people on Facebook. So if you want to find out more, Google or on Facebook, search uh, Prophetic Finders. You will find us and just click join. And then from there, we got lots of teaching about how to get started, how to practice, how to take this to your church and, and just use simple training skills to learn and develop. Or if you want to jump into a search and start straight away, we'd love your help as well. The invitation's open to you. And thank you so much for having me tonight. I really appreciate it. Wow.